beyond. This is one of a series of podcasts about life, the universe, and everything that comes up for me to podcast about. And I'm Paldon Jenkins, and I live on an organic farm in West Penwith at the far end of Cornwall. out a storm and you can probably hear the wind and the rain in the background and I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about writing because this will concern quite a few of you I've been both an author of uh, 12 books and of um, about seven very large websites and I've also been an editor mainly in the mind body spirit area but also in history and some areas of science and I've always been very literate well strangely it took me a while actually to learn how to read I think I learned how to read around about the age of six or seven but I became very literate especially during my teenage years. I edited my first magazine at the age of 14. It was a scout magazine. So I've been involved in this, and it's been a very long training. If you aspire to be involved in writing, or or even if you don't aspire to, but if, if you have to, if you need to write something for public consumption, then one of the first things to get used to is the fact that you're going to sit alone for long periods of time, because writing takes time. You can't really hurry it. You can train yourself up over many, many years, but it does take many, many years to really get it going well. It took me a very long time. I think partially because my brains are rather different from many other people's. I'm a left-hander, and left-handers tend to think in a slightly different way to right-handers, I find. In my experience, a left-hander doesn't understand things until they can see the whole picture. When they can see the whole picture, all the details slot into place. But it takes a while to get to, to see the whole picture, to learn enough in order to form a whole picture of things. 
whereas a right-hander will tend to go by instructions, they'll tend to go by facts, by, by bits, by Lego blocks of logic, which build up a whole picture, hopefully, if enough blocks are put in place. And so it took me a while, really, to really get my writing going well. In terms of writing in ways which other people could easily read and understand and would continue reading. This is one of the key things in writing, is you need to keep people reading. You need to be interesting enough. You need to say something which connects with something for them in some way. And you need to do it well. I've always had very much my own style. I've actually been an inventor of words, which people call Paldanese, and of many ideas as well. And one of the reasons I have for being on Earth is to help people understand, to see the big picture. I've always had a way of stringing together lots of very broad and deep and high ideas, which a lot of people can't reach as far as, as, as that, and stringing it all together. But it took a long time. I wrote three books before I was really ready to get published, and it was my fourth book which got published. Looking back, I'm actually glad that that was the case because you've really got to sit down and get this one right when you're writing a book. The, the beginning and the end have to somehow flow with each other and the presentation of whatever you're seeking to convey needs to come through in a way that talks to other people, in a way that connects connections for them and also which in a way entertains them draws them in through the quality of your language. It doesn't have to be sophisticated, but it needs to be well stated, even if in simple terms. And in fact, one of the things I've had to battle with is how to get my complex ideas down into much more comprehensible terms. And I think now I've kind of more or less done that, but it's taken a long time. <laughs> my first published book, Living in Time, it's available free online on my website, palden.co.uk. That actually worked very well. By that time, I had, in a way, de-intellectualised a bit, and I was more able to talk more in everyday speak. However, my ideas are very dimensional, very complex. I'm not too easy for beginners, really, although I guess I have this familiar style, which does draw people in, even if they can't really understand what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, but I think in recent years, in recent books, I've got through to some sort of level where I can express myself fully and also in some way act as a sort of a channel for ideas to come in. And so this is a tricky one because before I start writing a book, I actually become a little bit difficult to be around because I'm quite inwardly focused and it's a struggle. I'm struggling to find the essence, the thing that really drives the writing of the book. I'm going through things in my mind about what I would include, what I would not include, how far I would go, going through fears about Am I up to it? Will I be on form when it comes to the day? And then I, I have also, in late life, I have another struggle, which is I've been sitting at bloody keyboards since 1970, and quite frankly, I'm fed up with it. <laughs> 
even though it's my life. It's, it's a bane. It's something which is both a burden and a gift. It's very strange. Uh, I guess we all have them. So I go through these kinds of struggles and and what's happening there is, is there's a deeper, this isn't on the level of thought, there's a deeper kind of processing that goes on underneath where something's getting worked out, something's getting fermented and there comes a day when today's the day. I'm not usually absolutely clear that that's the case but something in me just wakes up with an idea and I sit down and start writing and then suddenly it starts unfolding And before long, I have a a kind of a plan, but I've already written a little bit. So it kind of unfolds from there. And a lot of my work is existing knowledge that I have. I'm not researching things fresh. That really helps. I haven't been on any creative writing courses, and I haven't been taught the methodology that a lot of modern writers have now about how to get to grips with the subject and how to make a book out of it and all the rest of it. I haven't done that. I'm entirely self-trained. But I've learned a lot also by being an editor. Now, one of the strengths I think I had as an editor was that I was very dedicated to drawing out the author's own style. Not necessarily fitting the author's style into my perception of the standard lexicon, the appropriate or the acceptable way to say it, but to try and optimize the author's own style so if they had writing quirks then the issue was simply about how to make them more readable some of those writing quirks would need taking out or changing but i would do it in dialogue with the author or they would i would ask them to do it but others could be worked or there could be ways of pacing things for example here's one little bit of advice and that is that when you're arguing a case when you're saying something When you've got your key statements, make it a short sentence. The statements which are extrapolation or explanation can be longer, but when you want to really make your point, make it a short sentence, because it's those key points which are the bits that people remember when they've read a book, or when they've read an article, or when they're reading a web page. You can't present too many because people have basically a memory of three to five key points, which they will tend to remember. They will identify with them. It will go in and it will become part of their universe in some way. It will influence their universe. And it's very variable for different people, of course. The same book, people, different people can read the same book and take quite significantly different things from it. And over time, of course... Uh, One of the things I've been blessed with is that quite a few of my books have been read over the long term, and I've left quite a lot of material on my website as an archive after I pop my clogs. Anyway, in the editorial game, that's what I I was doing. We were working with very high-quality books in terms of new ideas, and this was in the immediately pre-internet era when there was a feast of new ideas coming out in the 70s, 80s and 90s and books and articles magazines and things were the medium through which they came when the internet came along I was on it very rapidly in 1994 5 and I started building my first big website in 1996 which is the Isle of Avalon website which was a town website for Glastonbury in Somerset where I used to live which became an enormous website with a million visitors a year. 
and quite an economic impact on the town. Writing is a, is a painful thing sometimes as well. Sometimes it comes clearly and well, and other times you're just struggling. And this is quite important, because when you're struggling over something, it means there's something not right with it. And what I do in those kinds of things, what I've learned to do, is to not wrestle with it too hard. There are various options. One is, just write and see if it works out, and if it doesn't, then be willing to scrap it, or at least shove it to the side. Or you could just write something, then leave it for a week, and come back to it with a having thought a bit further, and work it over again. And basically, keep on working it over until it has the right feeling to it, until it clicks in some way, clicks and flows. Or another way to do it, which was what I did when I was working on the um, the book The Only Planet of Choice, which was a mixture of writing, because I, I was editing the transcriptions of a, a load of psychic channeling by some people called the Council of Nine, and I was editing those, but I was also writing my own material between to link and fill out the, the things that the Nine had been saying. And when I reached a knotty bit, I just got into the habit of closing down, going to bed, taking a weekend off, doing stuff to change my viewpoint. And what I found was that sooner or later, the next day or after the weekend or after a trip to the mountains or something like that, it would plop in and suddenly I'd know what the answer is. Suddenly, I, or, or perhaps I'd just sort of sit down at work and I'd just sort of do something, you know, and suddenly, poof, that's it. That's the answer. Woof. Click. Just recently, I've been having a case of writer's block. Not serious, but I haven't been feeling good about myself. I've been going through some of my shadow stuff, and so I haven't felt there's anything much to say. That's been one of the things that's been quite a big thing for me, is that I can only really write when I have something to say. I'm not one of these people who can churn out stuff. I, I haven't been able, for example, to do a regular column for a newspaper or a magazine or something like that because I go in waves. You know, there are times when I've got stuff to say and there are times when I need to go silent. And this is basically because during those times when I've gone silent, I'm ruminating stuff. And I guess that ha- has been happening over the last month or two, really. Rumination. Something going on down inside. Not exactly sure what it is, but... I do have clues, of course, and um, there's a process going on. It's it's a fermentation process, and it's both to do with my own growth and my own uh, re- relationships with others and my own activities in the world and all that kind of thing, but it's also a deeper process of providing material for possible future writing. Who knows? I don't know anymore, really. The one thing that's been interesting in the last book that I've written, which is Shining Land, which I wrote after being diagnosed with cancer. And the cancer diagnosis gave me uh, an immediate sense of potential mortality, of course. And um, I was asking myself, what have I not done? And one of the things that came up in me quite quickly was I haven't spoken about my understanding both of the prehistory of West Penwith here in Cornwall and also of prehistoric civilization in general. I haven't said it. And so quite quickly, uh, this book comes up, 
which was based on stuff I had already done for a website called the Ancient Penwith website, ancientpenwith.org it is. And so during this time I've had a lot of time to think because I've been unwell with cancer and also I'm now semi-disabled and I've been in lockdown uh, shielding because I'm on immunosuppressants and also I'm super electrosensitive nowadays and so I have great difficulty being in the company of people with mobile phones and so really I have a very very quiet life nowadays and I've thought this through this book more than any book I've ever done in my life and believe me I've done some pretty thought rich books that's been really interesting I've had the time I haven't had a deadline I haven't had my own restlessness to deal with because quite frankly earlier in life in my 40s or 50s if I took time off to write a book I wasn't earning a living and so I'd have to sort of struggle with that and I'd have to give myself a certain kind of time slot in which to finish the book otherwise I'd hit financial problems or whatever that's not an issue for me now which is remarkable and and one of the strange gifts of being old and getting cancer but it's also given me the time to really think through this book and I say in the introduction that this is a book of ideas it doesn't really matter to me whether people agree or not because I just want to lob in my input and I know quite a few people will welcome it and there are not so many people around who have the ability or even the guts to state what I've been stating so lucidly I believe so we shall see and the the fascinating thing is that because I uh, don't have much life left I I don't really mind too much what people think about it because in the end ideas get through and I've discovered this with past books that I have people who come back to me now and they sort of say oh yes I read one of your books 20 years ago 25 30 years ago and uh, it made quite a, a difference for them and they still think about it now and so that's one of the deeper rewards of of writing these things there's so much gumph around nowadays, it's, it's very difficult. We're, we're in a, a period of, in a way, overproduction of ideas. And the trouble is that a lot of those ideas, without wanting to sound too judgmental, are absolute crap. But, nevertheless, this has, is an, a time of history which is rich in ideas, and all of the various expressions of them do make up the general pool of all that is in human culture at this time and uh, so it's good making an input into that and it's a long distance thing writing you have to do it until it's finished you can't necessarily just do it for two hours although if you're a journalist or something you do and it is possible to do something in two hours or one day or something like that if you have trained yourself well but if you have not don't take on such promises unless you're absolutely confident that you can deliver it because really you don't need to become a nervous wreck over this kind of thing you really don't if you're not capable of churning out the stuff then basically put in the work to get yourself capable and over a period of a number of years and over several million words you will get better your flow will develop your vocabulary will will develop your discipline will develop your methods will develop and so keep on at it because this is a lifelong occupation communication if you're here to communicate something or 
to generally be a communicator, then this is what you're here for. Carry on. Keep going. Train yourself up. It involves a lot of deleted files and screwed up pieces of paper to get there. But believe me, it is better to do that than to publish something which you will regret or which in some way trips you up in the public domain so that you're spoiling your chances for the future. It's worth waiting for that time when you really are feeling I'm getting it more or less right now. You've been listening to a podcast from the far beyond with Paulden Jenkins. If you want to find out more about me, then go to my website at paulden.co.uk. The music was made by a lovely man in Austria called Sun Circle, and it came through Pixabay website. Thanks for being with and listening. There's more to come. Thank you.